Yeah. You ever have one of those days where you just keep banging everything? Wait, let me rephrase that. Uh, you ever had one of those days where there's a part of your body that you keep on banging on the like horribly sharp thing? My left knee. I have beaten the hell out of my left knee today. Um, every time. I don't know. I just. I'm a klutz. Basically, fundamentally, I'm a klutz, and uh, my left knee is bearing the brunt of it right now. Let me tell you that. Um, it is. Hey, another surgery. Why not? Why not? Um, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Um, by the way, real quickly, before we get back to Phil in uh, Lovejoy Village, not to be confused with Lovejoy City or Lovejoy Square, um, yesterday we did part of the show on National Cheeseburger Day and who has the best cheeseburger in town. And uh, last night before going house hunting, stopped by one of those places I had mentioned for a quick drink. And my lovely, my lovely Patrick, the uh, server and uh, one of the mainstays of one of the restaurants I frequent, came up and said, well, we've already had one person come in from your show. And I said, oh, really? I said, yeah. Tom says that we have the best cheeseburger around. And uh, naturally, I said, oh, well, I'd like to meet her. So I went over and uh, said hello, and her name was Nancy. And I thought she was going to have a heart attack when she saw me. I was really worried that I was interfering with uh, her dinner. But uh, she was delightful, and I hope that, uh, Nancy, you enjoyed your cheeseburger and that it lived up to its billing and expectations. Now, if you're just joining us, welcome to the show. And what we've been doing today, um, it has actually worked. Whoa. Uh, We're talking about the... uh, Uh, talking about uh, working at home and are you all about working at home or do you believe people need to get back to the office and CEOs are getting real frosty about people working at home now and uh, I'm just saying I'm just I'm just saying that uh, I I think they got to be real careful because once people get into a habit that they like uh, the, the whole workplace idea has changed, and the pandemic brought about that change. And, uh, well, at least I believe the pandemic brought on that change. But uh, remote working, um, I honestly have yet uh, – it, it depends on the job. Some jobs you absolutely need to be there physically, okay? Other jobs you don't. And if you don't have to be there physically, why should you be there physically? Corporate culture? Seriously, corporate culture, what is that? And you don't want to get too close to the people with whom you work because you're only one joke away from an HR complaint. So to me, work is like a monastery. The fewer words said, the better, unless it's on the air. Uh, Let's get back to uh, Phil. Uh, Oh, the other topic we're doing, have you had an issue with your credit card information being ripped off and trying to deal with the credit card company? Phil in Lovejoy Village um, lost his uh, debit card at a local gaming facility, and some scum nut picked it up, uh, uh, bought $17 worth of groceries, and then went home to buy a designer purse. Quite frankly, uh, with your your stolen debit card, I'd have gone uh, a little bit higher than the $150 that was spent. I mean, I'd have gone for the Gucci. I'm just saying. I'd have gone for something a little bit better. You know, I'd have bought like a Rolex president, you know, just because I could with your money, uh, but uh, they obviously didn't do it. But we were talking about, um, like, you think that people, and this is, again, an interesting topic. I don't know that we have time to get into it today, but um, do you think that people are innately good or innately uh, criminally um, inclined? You know, before you answer that, 
there was uh, Al Capone. You've heard of Al Capone, right? He had a son, and his name, well, he's called, he was called Sonny. And uh, Sonny lived in Florida. And at one point, in his, the only criminal offense that Sonny Capone, Al Capone's kid, ever committed was shoplifting a ridiculously small amount of groceries from a local store. And he got busted doing it. And the store owner said, he's a good customer. I hope he comes back. And everybody has a little larceny in them, which I thought was an interesting take on it. So uh, what is your take on the human condition, Phil? You weren't expecting that lofty question on this program. Oh, no, I got I got an answer for everything already. Well, first of all, Tom, you should have came back in from one of your breaks with Cheeseburger in Paradise. Secondly, well, actually, I'm going to say Grover's. Uh, Phil, Phil, ho- hold on just a moment. All I can say about Cheeseburger's and the places I recommended yesterday is summed up by Samuel L. Jackson in this very famous quote. Absolutely. Hawaiian burger. Uh, this would be the cue, Tanner, for the Samuel L. Jackson sound. Alrighty, I guess not. Okay. A uh, little slow on the draw, t- Tanner. Yeah, it was a good idea. Uh, it was good in theory. All right. Anyway, uh, so, continue, so, sir. Uh, so come back in come back in from a break with uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise. Secondly, Grover's. Thirdly, everybody does have larceny in their heart unless they've chosen a specific ethical standard within their trade that they pursue that precludes them from being unethical. Like myself, I'm a locksmith, so I took an oath many years ago not to use my powers for evil. Uh, I, I, and I could I could, I could, uh, co-host a show on the nefarious activities of people, trust me, what I've seen in my lifetime. Really? So, uh, Phil, you're a lot... Hey, if, if you're, like, you're a licensed, registered locksmith? Uh, so, first of all, New York State Department of State has no licensing procedure for this trade. I am a certified master locksmith licensed through ALOA. Oh, that's cool. Send send me an email because I've got some work for you. Absolutely, buddy. Tom at WBEN.com. I've actually been looking for one. Of course, I don't know you from Adam. I mean, you could be Charles Manson's spawn for all I know. But no, no there's there's less there's less than four thousand certified master CMLs. I can, I like I like to be a do, I like to be like a doctor. My signature matches one, and I like to have letters after or before my name, so I have them after my name. I'm a CML. A certified master locksmith, and then I have a automotive uh, attachment to my certificate, as well as an electrified uh, attachment to my license. I, I tried to put that. BMF on my calling cards; they didn't print <laughs> it though. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so absolutely, sir. And you know, uh, you know, my family's been in business for sixty years in Buffalo. So yeah, send me send me an email. I'm, I'm serious. Name, I'm not going to say a name of any company. So no, I appreciate, dude. I appreciate that. You're a cool, dude. I like talking to you, but send me send me an email because I've got a project for you. Absolutely, buddy. It involves uh, putting a lock on my mouth at certain times. Uh, yeah, but I I only do. I'm retired now, Tom, and I only do chastity belts. Well, well, don't need one of those. Uh, but no, awfully, ni- awfully uh, nice of you. Awfully nice of you to answer to to volunteer that. Um, all right. So, well, Phil, anything you know, else you want to add? All larceny. You know, everybody's got a lot of larceny. And then, lastly, Tom, I'll interject with, uh, you know, workplace minutia. So, you know, the type of work that I do precludes me from having to be allowing me to be home. My wife now, after 15 years of being a homemaker, now both of our, our two oldest kids are in high school. So, you know, she's pursuing a career now, which is fine. I've allowed her to do what she wants to do to be a homemaker for these years and, you know, follow her creative juices. So, uh, you know, now she's back at work. And sometimes, you know, she's, she's at work, but sometimes we've worked together. Like we worked at uh a nondescript county hospital in this area. 
And uh, we were we were working actually in the psychiatric emergency room and the no. fourth and fifth floors in the psychiatric inpatient wards, removing all the ligature risks. So sometimes we work together, but we understand that we both have an agreement that we don't get into the workplace minutia of other people's BS because that's all it is. I, I don't have time. I don't want to be friends with anybody at work. I don't need to bring anybody into my personal life outside of the work thing. And I just keep it very professional. And my wife realizes the same thing because, I mean, Tom, some of the slimiest stuff, you know, like I don't want somebody, I don't want somebody, you know, having any type of relationship with my wife. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's workplace, whatever, it's just we want to go in and do our jobs and, and go home. I, you know. I don't want some other man making niceties with my wife for any reason. Same reason that you go to HR all the time. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's not. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's very interesting. But, I mean, dude, if you've, got, if you've got a happy marriage and your wife is satisfied, there, yeah. nobody, nobody ever strays from a happy marriage. Come on. You know, what we, you know what we see at all these workplaces all the time? You see... Married people pairing up with workplace friends, dipping into room closets, and I'm not mm. even—I'm not—I'm not even joking. On such a high prevalency that I can't even believe—I I don't trust anybody that I even look at anymore. You I'm know, a very I, monogamous I, person. I've been married for 25 years. My wife's 14 years younger than me. I got a nine-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old. I'm enamored. I'm in love. Oh, we're gonna play—we're gonna play the "My Wife Is Younger Than Your Wife" game. <laughs> Fourteen. I don't think I'm doing bad. Fifty-seven. I got all my own teeth. I never had a cavity. I got all my own hair. Oh, that's cool, dude. That's uh, more more power to you. But uh, no, I mean that actually that that actually is a great topic because I I maintain that nobody nobody steps out on a happy marriage, and by Absolutely. stepping out, I mean non-consensual between both parties extracurricular activity. That's what I call stepping out. After 25 years, I'm still so excited. I only last 37 seconds anyways. Um, that was probably a little bit more information than we needed. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm really wondering if I'm going to have you do my locks now. But um, I thank you very much. You know, if, if you do my locks, I'm going like, to I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit on you just so you can go home and say, I can't worry about you at work anymore because Bowerly hit on me. Uh, I just want to do your locks, Tom. That's, <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> Call <laughs> Phil. Right. Call again. You're a, you're a, Later, you're a hoot. All right, man. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I hope Phil calls more. He's a funny guy. But no, I I don't know. I I really I just I don't. If if you're in a happy marriage or a happy relationship, um, I think the odds of cheating go down significantly. Um, I mean, if you're not happy, the odds go up exponentially. Um, it makes makes for a good show. Can you think of anybody? Don't name names, but can you, can you think of anybody in your life who was happy, like genuinely happily married, not the facade of happily married, who uh, decided to uh, uh, play the field uh, despite the commitment? No, it's generally people who are not happy in their marriage, and they may not be happy with their own decision to have gotten married. Okay, um, but. Interesting, uh, interesting sideline there for Phil, who uh, had an opinion on everything. All right, this whole working from home thing, employee employers are starting to stop down on it, which I think is a bad idea because, frankly, it's an employee's world right now. It's not the employer's world anymore. It's the employee's world because try, it's like you fire somebody, try to replace the person you fired. It ain't that easy. Uh, Jen on a cell phone on WBEN, you are on. Hello. 
Hey, Cam, um, a couple of things. From an employer's perspective, which I don't think we've really had today, um, during the pandemic, we were, you know, forced to send um, uh, a certain amount of people home. We had a lot of employers had exemptions because they were uh, necessary businesses and they were allowed to keep uh, certain amounts of employees that were essential um, you know, in the office. So I, like you, um, worked, um, and I'm an employer and I, I work in my business, but, um, I worked, um, every day, went into the office and, um, never, never worked remotely, um, it, you know, due to the pandemic. Um, and, uh, I, I actually found it, uh, psychologically, that's what got me through the pandemic. So maybe that's why, you liked it during the pandemic because it gave you a routine and things gave some normalcy to a crazy time period. So you know what, my, but, my dear, my dear Jen, do you have a background in psychology? Because I think, without even knowing you, I think you have adequately and properly diagnosed why I went in on Sundays to do special COVID programming during the height of the pandemic. Because you're absolutely right. During the pandemic, routine and a sense of normalcy was very, very important to me. And I can't believe that you diagnosed that just listening to the program. I applaud you on your diagnostic skills. Please continue. Well, I wasn't, I will just have to say that's because I was in the same same spot with you, Tom. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> I needed the normal, I looked back at the pandemic and I, I was thankful to go to work every day. Now, I'm not an employer that doesn't appreciate the need for flexibility, and I did like the fact that when we were forced to put people um, home and get certain systems in place to be able to do some things remotely that we would have never tried to do remotely before, that we have the ability to allow employees to work from home when, say, there's care issues with family members or care issues uh, with children or appointments that need so that they can work and um, be closer to the uh, certain appointments or um, if, you know, they break a leg and they can't get into the office, they have the ability, if they, if they want to, to still be able to work. So I do think, like you, there was, there was a significant benefit to allow the push, uh, you know, kind of the force to go uh, work remotely that we, we right. were able to create systems that allowed such things. I will tell you, though, there isn't one employer that's calling people back from work because they were more productive at home and now they wanted to come back to work to be less productive. Employers are calling people back from work because if you look at the statistics, America's productivity has gone in the toilet, generally speaking, not well, from the, the employee's perspective. Right. From the employer's perspective. Ooh, can, can, can you stay on, Jen, until after? The, it's going to take like 10 minutes on hold, but I would love to continue this w with you further because I would like to argue with you, but in a very fun way. May we do that? Sure. Okay. Please, please don't hang up on me during the news break. All right. There is an employer, and if you are an employer and you've got thoughts on working from home, I would love to hear from you as well because I'm going to self-report here, okay, that working from home – 
I am so much more productive, and I think I sound better when I'm at home. Um, I, I have access to more material at home. I've actually got room to work at home, which I don't have at the radio station because we've got about six inches of counter space, which apparently is all Phil, our previous caller, needs. This is from a late 1970s Bob Dylan album, Street Legal, which I thought never got its due, but it's a great song, Changing of the Guards. Now, you know how I feel about Bob Dylan. Um, Last time I saw him live, it was not an enjoyable experience, but I still enjoy his music, okay? Everything from uh, um, another side of Bob Dylan all the way to uh, his Christian stuff. You you know, as far as bloopers go, I got to tell you, that's probably the best one ever um, because what I was trying to say was don't blow it. Every Kia I have driven has been excellent, and it totally came out the wrong way. But I have to admit, as far as bloopers go, it was funny as hell. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Anyway, because when I speak to somebody, I try not to uh, exhale uh, wind all over them. Uh, That would be the uh, (laughs) – That would be the explanation on that one. Alrighty then. Um, on the other hand, uh, my demographics have just changed dramatically. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, we've been talking about working from home and whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing. And uh, I would, I'd love to hear from some uh, employers about this. Uh, for example, uh, Jen on WBEN. Jen, may I ask what basic line of work you are in? So um, we have a law, law firm and employ about, oh, about 100 people, several different offices, uh, multiple different practices. So, um, so that's also a difficult um, thing to navigate because in addition to this productivity where you and you may be given what you do more productive at home I can tell you from experience and also from other employers and and also from reports and reading uh, business journals from like Google and Apple the productivity of their workforce has not increased it's actually decreasing and that's why they're calling their employees back into the office um, what what metric? You, uh, allow me allow me to just interrupt here. Okay, with with a law practice, what metric do you use to measure productivity? Is it the number of cases closed, build, the number of billable hours? hours? What build, is? It? Yeah, hours billed, time on the computer. We can, you can, your employer, no matter what, even if it's not a law practice. Uh, you know, I have some clients that that have done this too. They have employees that will be at home and not hit a keystroke on the keyboard for like three hours. So um, what are you doing in those three hours and what work product are you actually delivering in that time period? It's hard to monitor that if you're working, uh, you know, and find out what's going on if you're working remotely and you're not getting that time in on, um, for me, on a file or you're not producing 
uh, you know, whatever uh, document or goal that needs to be produced for, for the office. But, I mean, there's, you can go read the business journals. There's, there's, there's some employers that, you know, track every keystroke and have had employees that have, like, literally hit a key, you know, keystroke here or there every couple hours on their computer. And the person that called in before where she said she'd do her laundry, well, that's what's happening a lot. So, yeah, you feel, and the employee feels more productive because they're getting a lot of stuff done in their home that they don't normally get when they have to work nine to five. It does produce a better uh, life uh, balance, work work balance. It, it probably does do that. But, you know, you're going down to your cellar and putting in your laundry and putting in the fabric softener while normally you'd be at work on your desk uh, answering a question or doing something. So there's, there is a, 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 some jobs and some, um, uh, you know, situations where it's definitely beneficial, but it's not a universal uh, application to all types of work and all employees. The other thing that you haven't discussed, which is very problematic as an employer, is the unfairness to those that work in a company that can't work remotely when they have other people that do work remotely. So they, so people that can't do their job remotely because they have to be there to cut checks, get checks signed, um, they have to be there to attend court hearings. They have to be, and they can't work remotely. They, it, it, it builds up a certain um, discord between those employees and the employees that are at home working, um, you know, working remotely and not coming into the office. So it does actually create um, issues that we never had to deal with before about unfairness between one. Uh, employee and the other in the workplace. So, again, I I don't discount it for some types of jobs and some work and some of my clients that, that definitely utilize the work-from-home model more, uh, but it, it has created a lot of problems for a lot of employers, and it also isn't something that's been this great productivity find um, that employees think that it is. Because I'm honest with you, we're business people. We're not looking to lose productivity. If we're calling people back into the office, it's because we see that there isn't the productivity. Um, Okay, so if you, um, I mean, uh, I know uh, certain attorneys who uh, work at home who still are extremely productive. They still get their billable hours in. They still get their court time in. um, And... What percentage, I mean, if, if you are in charge of monitoring uh, the keystrokes, if you will, uh, and the uh, uh, the metrics of an employee's uh, performance, why not call the people who are not being productive at home on the carpet and say, look, you are clearly not doing the job. We need to see an increase or you need to get your resumes out. Um, because getting your resume because it doesn't work. I mean, because they'll just not, it may, may work initially uh, vis-a-vis some, some people, but um, to be frank with you, that's just not how it works in a law firm. I mean, <laughs> I, mean um, I know your daughter's in a law firm, but um, there are certain um, 
uh, like I said, certain positions that are more amenable in a law firm to working from home. There's a ton, Tom, that's not amenable to working from home. Your daughter will such be as, able to such such as such as what such 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 as what paralegals right paralegals right. that have to work and get things uh, checks caught and things caught for recording of of documentation. Um, assistants that are actually um, needing to to greet uh, clients to have things executed and signed. Um, you know, um, accounting, our whole accounting department um, is almost impossible to work remotely. That was really problematically. And then on the other problem, Tom, on a technology issue, and, and depending on who you represent and, and uh, attorney ethics, um, the systems that are worked at home and um, your, office, your home computer and the networks that are in your house, wouldn't comply with what some of our clients require for um, for um, uh, cybersecurity. Right. Yeah, for cybersecurity. Like that's a majority of a, of of a, some of our departments. We can't even have people work remotely and not have the security stuff in position. It's really problematic. So, um, so there's a whole host of problems that different employers. And I'm not just saying. I mean, every industry has this issue you know you have a manufacturing industry and you have workers that are working on the floor and they see all the office people not coming into the office it builds up huge resentment and problems i mean it really does um and the, it, it builds up a you again uh, us against you type of um type of feeling so there are problems that come with it again i'm not discounting that um some places and some jobs and even in law firms, some law firms that are able to do it and um, some types of practices that can work that way can can do a work from home hybrid. I, I would say most all the firms I know, it's when they are doing work from home, it's a hybrid situation. It's not fully at home unless they're doing more just contract review and um, task review and stuff like that. Um, but most of the law firms that I I work with in the bigger law firms, um, they they have a hybrid situation. It's rare that almost everybody uh, would be a fully remote work from home. Well, see, this this is what I find interesting because you're saying that uh, because there's there's there are two different schools of thought on this. You're saying that people are not as productive at home. Yet uh, Microsoft, sixty thousand Microsoft employees during the first half of 2020, uh, sixty thousand Microsoft employees, they found a 10 percent boost in weekly hours. And there are studies that contradict what you were saying about people not being as productive. I would absolutely, I would absolutely ask you to go to 2022 to 2000. Everything during the pandemic was frankly BS. So it was to make people send everybody home. Everybody was like, oh, this is great. Everybody go home and lock down and no one has to go to work. We are just going to function great. I would not take one statistic from 2020 through 2022 to be valid. I would look at the fact that productivity levels in America fell off um, off the board, um, and that and from 2022 to 2023, those statistics are not there for Microsoft or anybody. 
And no, I, don't... I would also I would also look, Tom, why would boss people be calling back people? It's not because they want to lose money and productivity, Tom. I, I think a lot of it, honest to God, I think a lot of it is a power play, um, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, that's totally 100% not true. I represent these employers, and I am an employer. And I can tell you there's no power play in me. If I can make more money with people sitting at home typing on a keyboard, I'm all in. And that's 99.9% .9 of my clients. Well, I, I have to tell you, the, the, last, um, the last data that I have is from 2022. And um, again, some of it is self-reporting. But I mean, that, that those are the last statistics that I have available. I mean, we're in September of 2023, yeah. and statistics yeah, always and lag. Self-reporting from employees. Uh, some of it is, look some of it Apple, is, and some of it isn't. Google. Yeah, look at Apple. Look at Google. Look at those companies, and look at what they're saying about productivity and the need to get people into the office. Those were the most the companies that were like all for it in 2020 the tables have turned and things have changed and and it they are realizing now that it's not for every business in every situation uh going to produce more people w uh with productivity does it produce greater work-life balance probably so um are employees happier so they can go down at the coffee break and do laundry or go outside and get the mail and pick some weeds out of the garden? Guarantee you that's what the 90% of people are doing that are working from home. You can't lie to me about that. Well, um, I wouldn't. I would have to ask, I, you know what, I think the best thing to do is to ask people who are listening. Unfortunately, we're running a little bit short in time. Um, I thank you for the uh, opinion, Jen. Are you like the lawyer-in-chief of this major law firm? Um, I am on, a ma on the management. Gotcha. Thank you so much. I appreciate your call. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. This uh, work-at-home thing has been a big hit today. Thank you, guys. Um, Janet in Amherst, uh, are you extremely productive today? I am. I'm always productive. Um, I've worked in – I work for a law firm. I worked from the office my whole life until the pandemic. And I built more hours in 2020 than I ever had and, and since ever have. Um, I left my employer, been a law, large law firm here in Buffalo, for many, many years. And I left in May. I was offered a job for a law firm in Philadelphia. And uh, they pay me based on the Philadelphia cost of living. Oh it's a really financially great deal for me. And um, I think productivity is productivity. You have good work ethic or you don't. The people that are um, not working at home, they're not working in the office. They're hanging out in the lunchroom. They're hanging out in each other's offices, talking, pretending that, you know, they're discussing something. Um, there's labor fakers all over, and I'm sure there were, are ones at home. But I don't spend any more time doing my laundry than I spent, you know, catching up on the weekend with my coworkers in the office. Or talking about um, the football, talking about the football game. Just uh, out of idle curiosity, if you work for a law firm out of Philadelphia, are you also licensed mm -hmm. to practice law in Pennsylvania? I am a paralegal. Oh, okay. I'm not, okay. Licensed to, I'm not an attorney. I'm a paralegal. And, um, you know, it's been tough. It's been a kind of a challenge. I do the same type of law, but it's Pennsylvania and New Jersey law because we're right. We, you know, have an office also in um, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. 
And so it's been a lot to learn, but I've really enjoyed it. And I love being at home and the flexibility that that affords me. And it, it affords them flexibility. I had, uh, uh, I do tax returns, gift tax returns, and I had something came up and they wanted to get it out to the client right away. I had something I'd already planned to do at five o'clock when I leave my computer. But I said, you know what? I'll jump back on my computer. I can eight eight thirty and finish this up and email it to you so you have it in the morning for the client. And I gladly did. So yeah. it's a kind of flexibility that it works for them and it works for me too. Um, but I think it's your work ethic. It's not where you are. That's my opinion. I frankly I agree. And um, the conversations that you overhear on a Monday or Tuesday at work very often have nothing to do with work. They have more to do with Josh Allen uh, than they do with anything else and uh, Stefan Diggs, especially this time of the year. Uh, My dear, I'm so glad you called. I'm out of time because I'm a prisoner of the clock. Yeah, I understand. The clock is my master. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, gang, thanks for all the calls today on this whole work from home thing. Yay! Finally made the topic work. Woohoo! And you got a bonus blooper today, too. Thanks to uh, Tanner Saunders uh, back at the radio station. On News Radio 930 WBEN, Tom Puckett is up next with Buffalo's Evening News. Then tomorrow morning, it's a new morning with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski. Then Bemaz and Beamer from 9 until 10. David Bellavia, 10 until 2. And then clearly productivity goes downhill from 2 to 6 on News Radio 930 WBEN on my show.